the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, it is hour two. It's Backbone Radio. It's August 7th, 2022. I'll be off to our jamming phone lines here in just one segundo. One line's open at 303-696-1971. And I'll cover some more of the more detailed Republican primary week in which, yes, America firsters were 45-0 and 0 this week, as endorsed by Donald Trump, 45-0, and 0, quite a track record. And there's Trump in Wisconsin last night with a massive packed house rally. Just incredible. And like I said, we take that for granted in a way, and we don't seem to really realize it um, because the media explains it. Well, that's not really happening, those massive packed house rallies. That's not really happening. But no, it is happening. It is still happening. It is not going away In fact, it's only getting stronger the more Biden conducts this advertisement for how great Trump was as Biden takes this country into the toilet in every conceivable way, dragging the world down with America. I'll go into Ukraine a bit in a little bit. But I point this out, and this is something that more people need to understand, that it is not, it is not, it is not about Trump. It is not. It is not about Trump's character. It is not about Trump's personality. It is not about Trump as an individual. It is about none of any of that. More people need to understand this. It never has been. What it is all about for the left, for the rhinos, for the political establishment, it is about power. It is about their power. And they have climbed themselves into a position of power in this country And they have brushed off the American people in a most unconstitutional fashion. I've done years of shows about this and how it's happened. Power has been transferred to unelected bureaucrats. Some call it the deep state in some ways and in some contexts, as I do. One of the first people to use that terminology. But whenever the political establishment, a ruling class, has a good entrenched hold on power... They respond to any potential threat to their power with all kinds of massive vitriol, massive propaganda, and schemes like impeachments and January 6th type charade commissions, propaganda commissions there. That's how they respond, okay? And when you you have oligarchs running the media, I mean, you can just run around-the-clock propaganda. And we've, of course, experienced that. And, of course, we're tuning it out. We don't trust it. The data on not trusting it is just incredible that only 11 percent, according to Gallup, the American people trust television news and only 16 percent trust the newspapers right now. But um, again, President Trump is the threat. I mean, he packs houses all around this country. He's the one person that was able to really, really break through and get right in the face of the D.C. power establishment And so all this stuff you hear about, oh, his character, his personality, or his mean tweets, all of that's just more of the same propaganda 
and techniques and tactics they use to try to brush back this threat to their own power. Okay? Um, but the American people fundamentally, I would submit to you, want sovereignty. They want secure borders. They want what the Trump agenda was and is. They're not into this globalism thing. They're, the American people are into energy independence, cheap gas, cheap groceries, okay? The things that Trump brought into being. The issues that Trump represents are the main issues. Again, it's not about Trump. It's about the issues, and those issues that Trump represents are the ones that are a threat to the power of the ruling class in the Beltway. The reason we're still seeing them going after Trump constantly and all the time, and like what Liz Cheney is up to and why Dick Cheney cut that out, which we're going to play in a little bit, it's because he, Donald Trump is the supreme political talent of our generation. Bar none, hands down, nobody even comes close. Nobody even makes a dent into his energy and his capacities and his abilities and his connection with voters. And so it has taken a just overwhelming, gigantic psyop to try to beat that down from the corrupt people in the Beltway. Does this make sense? And when Trump does contemplate running again in 2024, I do understand that there are some people who say, oh, my gosh, they're going to they're gonna freak out. Oh, the media is going to go crazy again. And all. And, but guess what? That is part of the price that we have to pay to get our country back. That is part of the price we have to pay to get out from under what Biden has wrought upon us economically, culturally, all the freaky things that this individual Biden and the Democrat power people behind him who are really running the show have brought to this country. And I'll just say this. I have an endless appetite for the propaganda. It does not bother me. It does not phase me even the slightest little bit. I don't care how much propaganda they throw out. I don't care how many hoaxes they throw out. I don't care how many lies they throw out. It just doesn't have leave a trace in me anyway. It does not leave a mark. It does not bother me because you just see what it is. You understand what it is, and you know what they're doing it for, and you know why they're doing it. You know that it's all hoax stuff anyway, and you start thinking, oh, the mean tweets and all. You know, Joe Biden has had meaner tweets. Joe Biden has said stuff far more politically incorrect than Donald Trump ever has, as has Bill Clinton, as has Hillary Clinton, as has every Democrat out there that you can think of. But why is it like they focus on Trump? Well, see, it's a propaganda tactic designed to warp our minds to try to go along with what the power people, the oligarchs and the establishment wants in this country. Does that make sense? It, it really is not about Trump. And of course, Trump has a has a flamboyant character, and Trump has a, a unique character. And, but people say, oh, Trump lies all the time. You know, it's, it's easy to say it's, it's, it's about Trump because his character is so, so striking, right? So that, that does sort of like you see how that kind of blends together a little bit. But in the end, it's still not about him. But when people say, oh, Trump lies all the time, and you hear radio, oh, Trump just lies all the time, and then Sometimes a caller will say, well, give me a specific lie. What, like, what's, a, what's an example of a lie? And then you always hear the host pause and be like, well, he just does. I mean, of course, they don't have examples. I mean, give me a good, solid example of a lie. And they just, they have to like struggle, struggle and fumble and try to find one. They usually come up with something like, this. just weak. 
weak, and then you can sort of, no, that's, that's not actually a lie. But that's the propaganda working in the minds of the commentariat, and it works in the minds of some of the people of this country who just assume Trump lies. But no, I mean, give me some examples. They, you just don't have them. Trump actually is the guy who showed up and kept his promises for energy independence and cheap gas and low inflation <laughs> and all the rest of this stuff, sovereignty and secure borders. He goes in and he keeps his promises. That's the opposite of a political liar. And I would also submit to you that Donald Trump was like the only honest guy in Washington, D.C. when he was in Washington, D.C., like the only one. And that is unbearable to a ruling class that lives by the lie and thrives on the lies and thrives on the propaganda. They can't have some honest guy running around Washington, D.C., ruining all their schemes or threatening their power. Does that make sense? I just wish this could make sense. It's very hard to pierce that fog to pierce that constant deluge, which you get. You get touched by it every day in multiple ways, and everything electronic you interact with touches you in some way um, with, those, with those points, um, those propaganda points. But so many people, like I said, you use that Gallup data, they're blowing it off, blowing it off. Yeah, endless appetite. Just bring it on. Bring on the propaganda. Keep, you've blown your credibility by doing it, you see? CNN has gone down the tubes. I mean, the, the media people have lost their credibility by their, their effort to shill and try to sustain the power interests of the establishment of this country. And it amazes to me, and it refreshes me when I hear talk radio callers who go, any show, any network, anywhere, any station, and they're still sticking in there for Trump, and they're making these points that I am making, and it's just a glorious thing that the American people are strong, they're seeing what's going on, and they can basically, you know, they, they, they tell the, these Beltway hacks to basically where they can go put it, right? I love that. <laughs> and that is really going. Because the nation itself is at stake. Yes, our democracy is at stake. Our republic is at stake, right? Our constitution is at stake. We know this. And we're in the game, folks. All right. Thanks for hanging on, callers. I'll be right to you. One second. Yeah, welcome back. It's Backbone Radio. Going right to the phone lines here quick point about they're going to say, oh, Trump, if he runs again in 2024, it's because he wants revenge. He wants revenge. That's going to be the next propaganda talking point. A.G. Barr already said it. Axios in a story today has already said it. The revenge. Again, blow that off. The revenge. (laughs) It's all about revenge for our cheap, ludicrous, insane Beltway ruling class. They want revenge on Trump. That's what this whole January 6th, that's what we impeach with. They're revenge on Trump for having won in 2016. If anyone wants revenge, it's actually the ruling class. It's the establishment. It's the rhinos. Yeah, it's the Adam Schiff's. It's the Liz Cheney's. It's the Adam Kinzinger's. That's where the revenge is from. Make sure we're clear on that. And by the way, they made it all seem like in 2012 it was about Mitt Romney. Oh, if only Mitt Romney hadn't said... Uh, suitcases, what was it, binders, of, if only, because it's, it's not about Romney, McCain in a way, you know, if only McCain had, like, done something differently, we would have won, you know, but it's, see, it's never about Romney, it's never about McCain, it's never about Trump, it's about power, it's about the power people, and they want their power, they will do anything to keep and sustain their power, they are sick and twisted for their power, but they try to distract you with all this, oh, it's about the person. It's about Trump's uh, character. It's about Romney's character in 12. It's about McCain's character in 08. Nope. It's about power. 
Focus on the power, folks. And again, the price we have to pay to get this country back is to endure all sorts of propaganda touching us from every angle and every way, every day to get our country back. And guess what? Just learn to love it. Just take it and just laugh at it. Just blow it off. Don't let it touch you. Don't let it get under your skin. Don't let it leave a mark. Just know exactly how desperate these power people are that honestly are despised by the American people and have no constituency of their own. No Democrat can pack a rally anywhere. None. No Democrat. No other Republican can pack a rally anywhere at all. Think about that. These people have no real connection with the American people, but one person does, and that's the one they're going after with everything they've got. And they're going to say it's revenge if he wants to come back and save this nation. (laughs) Actually, what if he just wants to save the country? What if it's just, you know... He doesn't like what Biden's done, you know? Anyway, let's get to the phone lines. Welcome, Jack in Evergreen, Wyoming Evergreen. Jack, and glad you're here, sir. Thanks for hanging a minute. Hey, Doc, I got three things, but I'm going to try to be as quick as I can because I could talk all all day. You know that. I love that about you, Jack, just so you know. Yeah, I'm always truncated. I I get to the core of it. But you've alluded to several times about the the, uh, types of audiences that Trump draws at his different gatherings. And then, of course, Biden gets nothing. And that's what we call empirical evidence. I mean, that by itself. Absolutely. You don't, you don't, need, anything, you don't need anything more scientific than that. When you get 10,000 people show up at a Trump event, nobody shows up at Biden's. You're going to tell me he won the election and give me a break. I mean, that's, that's what they call empirical evidence. It Let is empirical on. evidence. That, that is a great way to – it doesn't necessarily translate to election victories, but it translates into – passion among a subset that is way outsized of anything else. I mean, maybe you could blanket the country with so much propaganda that you could get the other guy to win, even if the even you have more people solidly attached to another individual. But that's another point. But okay. carry on with your next I one. Got, I got two more, and I don't like to hog the radio because you've got a lot of smart, smarter people Tons out there of them. than me. Okay. The other thing is, is what Trump was dealing with on January 6th and probably three or four days prior to that was how do you deal with a rogue vice president who is preparing to certify an election that was in direct violation of federal election law? That's what he was dealing with. And as far as being the president of the United States and trying to do what a president of the United States should do, at that time and point, at that time, that was the most important thing for him to do because it was clearly a violation of federal election law to certify that election. He knew it and everybody knows it. Well, Pence leading up to it. Well, Pence leading up to it, and I played these clips last week. Said that uh, you know we were going to fight and that we were going to have our day, and he gave every indication, every leading indication that he was going to do. He was going to Democrat said the opposite, and then he did the opposite, and then people were mad at Pence, and then people were like, "Oh, look at uh, poor Pence! Poor Pence! People are mad at him. What a he's, he's just this poor nice guy." But he went out there and misled everybody. Okay, there yeah. wouldn't be a single person dead in Ukraine if Mike Pence had taken the time to say, look, there's some things about this election that don't allow me to certify it. You have to come up to snuff with federal election law, and I'll give you a month or two to do it. That's what he should have done. Had he done that, Trump would have been installed as president after that had been examined, and there wouldn't be a single person dead in Ukraine. I take every drop of blood that was shed in Ukraine, and I put it on Mike 
Pence's hands. Every single bit of it. And I would, if he wants to sue me and go to court, he'd be the first one that ever beat me in a courtroom. Well, I'm ready for it. If Trump had won in 2020, we would have cheap gas still. We would not have the dismal economy we have. We would have peace all around the world like we had in the Trump era. And go down the list. Energy independence. But, uh, yeah. Next, and you, next week we'll yeah. talk about Formosa, okay? Okay. Oh, yeah. Good old Formosa. You know yeah. the, old, uh, the old term for that, for that little island nation? Well, in 49, it yeah. was, uh, China uh, withdrew any claim they had to it to, and, and gave it to Japan. Oh, so interesting. I did not have, know that history. Well, and before that, the Dutch had it. I mean, if you want the history of it. Yeah. But the point of the matter is, is China does not have a claim whatsoever to Taiwan. None whatsoever. But with Biden in office, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no. Okay, man. And, uh, the Pelosi trip, in my view, all political theater. Theater that, well, that uh, China that's, that's owns over. our that's ruling class. And, Don't even talk about it. It's yeah, over. And even Kirby, the Pentagon spokesman, John Kirby, is saying that we do not support an independent Taiwan. I've got that audio actually sitting right. Let's, let's just play it. Uh, here, here it is. Repeatedly said we oppose any unilateral changes to the status quo from either side. We have said that we do not support Taiwan independence, and we have said that we expect cross-strait differences to be resolved by peaceful means. We have communicated this directly. Yep. Anyway, that's, that's what the Pentagon is saying. We do not support Taiwan independence. I've got another one where he says the same thing. But, uh, yeah, that's probably for another. That's, we're veering too far off, but uh, Pelosi's trip is big political theater. We, we support Japan. We're tied to them. They're not, it's not through NATO, but it's through a separate agreement with Japan. The United States supports Japan. So if China goes in there, we're in there, man. Well, I don't know if we are in the Biden era, but we'll see. Okay, man. So, yeah. All right, Jack. You're the man. And uh, get Cheney out, will you? You gotta, we're, we're uh, counting one, on you. One last thing. Okay. I, I drove down from Wyoming early. I usually time it so I can listen to you. But I listened to the two shows before you. And, and uh, let me tell you something. Those people are clueless. They don't have a. Their topic was Western civilization. They they were very smart people. They talked about everything but what Western civilization is based on. One of them did mention Justinian and the rule of law, the codification of law. That is what it's based on, not on religion. But I I couldn't call them in because they don't have a call in show. But anyway, it's torture listening to these radio shows where these people just really really don't know anything. Goodbye. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right on, Jack. Thank you, sir. Um. And I don't know who he was talking about, you know, but uh, let's say hello to John. John, we're tighter on time. I'll hold you over if we don't get it all in. But, John, what's on your mind? And thanks for hanging a minute. Well, I just wanted to uh, thank you for the information on Joe O'Day. I did not know the things that you were bringing up, and now I know not to vote for him. Uh, I, I don't think we can somehow magically get him to change once he gets into office. I mean... The same, same thing happened with Cory Gardner, right? We were all going to change him, but it, he didn't change. So, thank it's you. It's worrisome, yeah, because uh, O'Day, I mean, most people know he's going to be a strong pro-choicer. He's talked about codifying Roe v. Wade into law, and, uh, and he's uh, been real negative about, uh, about Trump, very disrespectful about Trump potentially running again in 2024, which I'm not saying I'm not going to vote for O'Day. I'm going to be thinking about it now. I'm going to be thinking about the next move, but I think that is a big setback, a big amateur move for O'Day. But uh, you're you're kind of thinking no dice at this point right now. I mean, Michael Bennett's pretty bad. Oh, the Democrat, pretty bad. That's true, but at least 
at least we're not fooling ourselves by saying, well, we have a Republican in there. He, he, he would, his vote wouldn't help us. Right. That's a debate. Is it worth having a rhino or is it better to just have a straight up Democrat? That's that's a good question in some ways. Tumbling dice from the Rolling Stones. And when we talk political elections, that's a good one to bring out. You're kind of rolling the dice. But last caller, John, does kind of ask a good question. Is it even worth having a rhino around when it comes down to it? You know, the rhino candidates, um, when they go out and they campaign, and if they lose, they never really get criticized by Republican Party officials for having run a bad campaign or having run on the wrong issues or all that. But if a America First candidate ran for a seat, a senator or a governor or whatever, and didn't win. They say, well, oh, there's, there's just two, because there were just two America. You see, the establishment would go after them for that. Moreover, the Republican Party establishment most likely would not support, would find ways to cleverly not support the America First candidates to try to contribute to the likelihood of the America Firster not winning. So that's just kind of the way the dynamics actually are. The real debate in this country is for the heart and soul of the Republican Party. And we know where the voters are. We know where the voters are. They are solidly America first, pro-sovereignty and pro-Trump down the line. But um, the donor class, (laughs) the established entrenched consultant class, not so much. And that's, again, we've done hours of shows on that about how the The real role of the Republican Party is to muzzle and stymie and stifle the natural America first sentiments of the Republican voting base. And the question is, you know, should we go along with that? Is, you know, is Joe O'Day, again, I'm not saying I'm not voting for Joe O'Day yet. I haven't quite decided what is the right approach on that, but I do think he's hurting himself and he's hurting his chances by the things that he is saying and doing, and he's just he's just dispiriting the base of the party in Colorado. You know, that's just it's just kind of a you know deflating kind of feeling. Just ooh, yeah. But contrast that with what's going on in Arizona with Blake Masters and Carrie Lake. I mean, listen to the excitement of a of Carrie Lake out there as she went to the victory in the governor's primary endorsed by Trump in Arizona. We have the ideas, we have the policies, and we are going to win this 100%. I don't want any of you to not believe that. When they count the votes, we are going to win this, and there's no path to victory for our opponent. And when we get into office... We are going to reform our elections for once and for all. There you go. I mean, that's, that's she's got real enthusiasm. I mean, she goes in there and says, we want border security. On day one, I'm going to get border security for Arizona and the rest of America, you know, and she just goes for it. And she just won her primary. Let's see how she does in the general, yeah? Blake Masters does the same stuff. That, that's where the energy is. But the consultants and the rhino class, they, they, they want to depress the energy. They want to have the wet blanket on you. And don't yeah, you ever get sick of it. Bunch of text to studio coming in. I don't believe that it helps us at all by voting for a rhino. I think that it diminishes the Republican Party. 
If you want to win independence, we have to have a strong stance and not fold to the weak-kneed rhinos who were really Democrats. Better to leave the Democrats in office until we can get an America first in place and really would like to have our primaries audited. That's a statement from a uh, great text to studio. Another one, rhinos are akin to a Trojan horse. Lisa Murkowski, Susan Collins, Mitt Romney, Lindsey Graham. You can't depend on them to be Republicans, but you can depend on them to stab you in the back when you least expect and least need it. Oh, yeah. And someone else says, boy, they're just flying in here. We need a Kerry Lake running for the position that Joe O'Day is running for. And I'll tell you, you know, Joe O'Day's running for Senate. And um, the rhino and the consulting class will say, oh, no, you can't do that in Colorado. You can't have an America first or you can't have that in Colorado because they won't win. They think their way is the Joe O'Day way, which is to be pro-choice, yes, codify Roe, yes, and to say that, oh, you don't want Trump running again, ever again. Yeah. They think that's the way to win. Which one is the better way to win when it comes right down to it? And remember, Trump almost got this state in 2016. It was uh, less than five points. He almost got this when he had the opposite of help from the Colorado Republican Party. See? If we would have decided in 2016, the Colorado Republican Party to go America first and just go whole hog America first and build that infrastructure and educate on those viewpoints and talk about border security and energy independence and so forth um, and talk about the threat that globalism is to America, to the world. Well, um, I think we'd be in a different place. And that's what Arizona is doing, see? Arizona is doing it. Boy, that corrupt Maricopa County, they took forever to get those ballots counted. And Carrie Lake, you know what they did to her? You had Laura Ingram on Fox News say that, oh, no, 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 it looks like like Carrie Lake's going to lose. They just had some votes come in in Maricopa. It looks like Carrie Lake's going to, oh. Some person said that, uh, Carrie Lake actually said this, that Laura Ingram's been flying around on the plane of Carrie Lake's opponent, the establishment billionaire type. Uh, I believe her name was Robson, R-O-B-S-O-N, I believe was her name. See, you can't trust Fox News either, because Fox News, the Rupert Murdoch thing there, when it c- push comes to shove, they're going to go down the rhino lane all the way. They're going to try to throw it to the power centers, and even if that means a Democrat, they will do that. The only exception right now is Tucker Carlson. I don't know why they let Tucker keep going. Maybe it's because he's their cash cow. He's the one that everybody watches. He's their indispensable host. And should I do the phone lines? Or I wanted to get in one little more clip here, but maybe I'll just I'll just save it. I'll just save it. Let's just start saying hello to everybody. And Brad in Lakewood, welcome, Brad. Glad you're here, sir. Yeah, thank you for my phone call. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a couple examples of where uh, Mitch McConnell has cost his control of the Senate. In the Arizona, when John McCain passed away. Ducey had the opportunity to appoint a replacement. Ducey took advice from McConnell and picked uh, Martha McSally, who ran a poor campaign and who was a poor candidate. In Georgia, when Johnny Isaacson had to retire due to health reasons, uh, the people in Georgia wanted Doug Collins, who in all likelihood would be the senator right now, but uh, Brian Kemp took advice from Mitch McConnell, and uh, he picked... uh, uh, Kelly Lefner. So that's two seats McConnell cost us. Furthermore, a good C-Pan, point. Yeah, and then if you want to go by con- the conspiracy theory, uh, David Perdue had it stolen from him. And if Mitch McConnell was any type of leader, of which he's not, he would uh, 
be fighting tooth, nail, and claw to get uh, David Perdue reinstalled. But So that's two, three seats that McConnell has cost us in the Senate. But as far as voting for Joe, Joe Day, I would vote for him because he's a rhino. But we're, today we lost 51 to 50 on that inflation reduction bill. Yep. And if, and if Cory Gardner was a senator, as weak as he is, that bill would have been defeated. And we have to get Joe Day in, even if you don't like him. That's how we can control the committees with, with the R. So I would vote for Joe, Joe Day just to keep the R so we can control the majority because when people on our side of the aisle decide to sit out the election or say, I'm not going to vote for, OJ, Joe, for, vote for Joe Day, I wonder how they will enjoy paying more taxes in the next few years. Right. And I guess uh, the drawback to having like a rhino type, uh, potentially Joe O'Day, and he seems to be a rhino, is that you kind of create these institutions that you kind of help strengthen the Republican Party down the rhino direction. But yet on some of those key things like the vote for the Supreme Court justice or uh, a vote on an impeachment of Trump or whatever, or some of these yeah, committee things, you can say, well, no, it's still better to have a rhino even if they are, you know, deep down going to stab you in the back at some points. See, it's, 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 it gets complicated. It really does. And that's why, you know, we just got to think this through on O'Day a little bit. Um, even, the, I mean, yeah, I mean the, the hold your nose thing, it's... Uh, when, when people do feel like they have to hold their nose, they tend to vote less. They tend to not get out and do it and, you know, proselytize and talk to their friends and, you know... So it, that's why I think it really dampens O'Day's chances for him to be uh, be the kind of candidate that's not like the Arizona type candidate. That uh, I think Arizona is really uh, really getting a they're overcoming the McCain legacy and the Ducey legacy in that state, and it's really great to see. I wish we could do some of that here, right? Yeah, I agree. And uh, Kevin McCarthy and Ronald McDaniel may be hurting us uh, too because uh, they're reporting on Bannon's war room that Kevin McCarthy doesn't want to gain like 50 or 60 seats, because then he'll have to answer to the voters. All McCarthy's trying to do is uh, gain like gain a few seats, or McDaniel the same way, because then, then, then they can make excuses on why they can't do anything. They don't want us to pick up 70 or 80 seats like Steve Bannon wants us to do. Yeah, uh, Mitch McConnell does prefer to be in the minority. Paul Ryan does prefer to be in the minority. I don't know, I kind of think... McCarthy would like to be speaker. I do, but maybe he wants to be just barely be speaker. I don't know. But Brad, you're awesome. Thank you, sir. There we go. Going back to 1963, I believe the Beatles version of "Roll Over Beethoven." George Harrison doing the lead vocals on that one and the lead guitar as well. And that is that better than the Chuck Berry version? That might well be better. I mean, just objectively. But of course, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry, one of the greatest of all times. It's very hard to cover a song by somebody else and actually do it better. But when you're the Beatles, I mean, hey, when, I mean, they're the Beatles, right? So not being judgmental here, I would never do that around talk. I would never be judgmental at any rate. Uh, oh, I was going to go to the phone lines and I just lost Brian, but we've got uh, the one line is now open. We'll be saying hello to to Annie and to Mark and Another excellent text to studio. Brad has some excellent points, but the rhinos are why we're in the position we are in. I'd rather suck it up and take six more years of the worthless Michael Bennett than put another rhino into office. We need to win more independent voters, and if we get a day in office and he capitulates, we're going to lose them. 
I am looking long-term and want to win over more independents who are disgusted with the Democrat Party. Putting another rhino in place will hurt us in the long term, not help us, end quote. Boy, we have like the smartest and most articulate people who text in and call in in this program. I mean, we, we are truly the high IQ crowd. We want to save this, this darn country. We want to save it. I mean, this beautiful, wonderful gift to God's green earth country. Yes, we want to save it. That's what this is all about. And it is true. If it weren't for the rhinos, we would have a completely different makeup of our Republican Party, and it would be America first. It would be pro sovereign We would not have the wide open border. We would not have the globalism. We would not have China running the world. We would not have any of these problems, honestly, if we just didn't have this rhino problem. They are the most deceitful, most backstabbing, most deceptive people that they do not they do not understand their constituents, and if they do, they despise their constituents, and they actually have no constituency. Example, Liz Cheney. Let's get her out. One of my, one of my focuses is to get Liz Cheney out in Wyoming. Please spread the word in Wyoming. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, um, back to the phone line action here. Let's keep saying hello. Annie, Annie and Centennial, glad you're here. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Matt. I wanted to tell you real quick, uh, I sent an email quite a while ago about Mark Levin's interview with Cash Patel. Yes. He, uh, Cash, I don't know if you've uh, heard it, but man, it was full of information. And Cash said things I'd never heard before. FYI, it's worth listening to. It's in July. Cash Patel is an American treasure. Cash Patel is an American hero. And he has single-handedly yes. dispelled so many lies from Liz Cheney that if you just listen to what Cash Patel is saying, he is uh, he's totally in the face of the uh, of the establishment and of the ruling class. And he's he's a he's a glorious guy. And Matt, there was someone else that testified along with him, and they just wrecked their testimony. Also, Chris Miller, Chris was, Miller, who was the uh, acting yes. Secretary yes. of Defense. They wrecked right. Cheney. They proved Cheney right. to be the liar. Yes. Right, but they won't let any of that come out. And the other thing I want to tell you real quick, a friend of mine said the Democrats are guarding their rice bowl, and I thought that was pretty symbolic. Yep. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go, Annie. Okay, Well. bye. Okay, hey, Annie, yeah, thank you for checking yep. in. Stay close with us. Love it when you can check in. Let's go to Mark and Parker. Hello, Mark. Welcome. Matt, Matt, how are you? Hey, doing fine, sir. All right, Matt, you're a pretty intelligent guy. I like your show. No, not really. Um, yeah. I don't I don't like your kids. I don't like your kids. They're too good at swimming. Um, so they beat they, uh, kids all the time. Uh, do we swim against each other here and there? No, I mean facetious. Oh, okay. Anyway, okay. Yeah, the reason yeah, yeah. I called it. Well, we were just out in Parker for that involved, big thing. But carry on, yes. Everyone everyone involved in this, my kids were real athletes. They played baseball and soccer. So God you know, bless they didn't you, play man. They sports like gymnastics <laughs> and swimming. But anyway, uh, They're not everybody's gymnasts. being very, very naive. naive. Um, ever since they instituted all mail in ballots, and by the way, when they, when they first brought up the idea of all mail balloting, I was all for it until I found out it was mail-in balloting instead of all men 
voting. I I got it mixed up. But anyway, not the point. Oh, I, um, I see. But yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. But the point is, 17th Amendment is when we went it started going downhill. But ever since that was instituted in Colorado, the, the, the Republicans will never win a statewide race again. It's not going to happen. The Democrats cheat. They've locked it down in Colorado. What we saw in 2000 Mules of Vanessa Souza, what we saw all around the country in 2020 in those five or six states with seven or eight different styles and kinds of fraud is in place in Colorado, lock, stock, and barrel. So it is pointless to vote for a rhino like uh, this Joe O'Day character. Just don't vote for him. Embarrass them. Make sure what we need to do is destroy the Republican Party in Colorado and rebuild it from the ground up. Because until we root out the corruption, the 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 fraud that the Democrats have in place, it's all just it's just a song and dance. It's we're just going through the motions. We're just donating um, money to uh, consultants and to campaigns that enrich the consultants. Yeah. And yeah, the other the mail in ballot. Uh, there's some reason why <laughs> this we're a, like a blue state right after you know in the aftermath of the mail in ballot. Right. And I, I think I, mean, they, I have never ever trusted it. it. But but you can never get to the bottom of it. I mean, you you why why can't we ever have somebody get in there and get to the bottom of all this and see what's really going on and. Seeing if people who well, are... I, would, I would tell you the way you do it, the way you do it is watch this Tina Peters thing. Because if she can successfully bring out into the open, in open court, what happened in her race for Secretary of State, it'll be exposed. But I guarantee you, Jenna Griswold and the powers that be won't let it happen. If, if, you, if you recall, Tina Peters had a no-knock raid served on her home at 6 in the morning by the FBI and local law enforcement because she made a copy of election records, and that's her frickin' job as county clerk of Basic County. She was basically ensuring that there was a record of the 2020 election, and they sent her a message. Now, the lady's got courage, which is one of the rarest traits of all, um, and she stood up to them. But if you go against the 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 establishment, whether it's Republicans or Democrats, yep. you're going to pay a price. And very few people are willing to pay that price. So um, it, it, uh, the best thing I would advise people in Colorado to do is just stay home on Election Day. Don't vote for Joe Day. And if, if it's not a, a, a America First Republican running for an office, don't vote for him. Okay. Uh, and then let the numbers reflect the disparity between American Firsters who get X and America and the the establishment who get X minus whatever. That would uh, you follow me? yeah that that would you know the people that pay attention would be able to understand that of course it would be demagogued away and uh, you you it would be hard to get that information out and widespread enough for people to understand it. But I but I see your point. But what about uh, a push from the Republican Party to overturn or get get rid of the the all mail ballot? That, well, that would be wonderful, but. Unfortunately, too many Republicans went right along with it. Yep. We still had control of one of the houses of the legislature when that thing was pushed through. Yep. So and somehow, for whatever reason, they seem to like it that way. And uh, I just, oh, I just, yeah, you do. know, don't trust it. But you know, are you ever able to really dig in and get all the evidence and point out exactly why? Um, that's that's where they make it hard for you to do that. So 
Anyway, but hey, well, the Mark. The only other thing I would say is here's here's the end of the hour, one, though. But, one more thing. Well, I, I wish I could, but Mark, thank you. Uh, great to hear your voice. I good memories talking to you. Stay close with us, and we'll be back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.